Welcome everybody to the Naughty Buddy Sports Podcast and on today's episode Shannon joins me and we do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly for week 11 and then we get into the predictions for week 12 that's coming up right here, right now on Naughty Buddy Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Sports. And on today's episode, what we are going to do is we're going to review week 11. We'll do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we're going to talk a little bit about international football. We had a couple games in Germany, Mexico City, across the pond, like every year. And then uh, we're going to do uh, our predictions for week 12 of the NFL season. And to do that with me is Shannon. Shannon, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. Finally got you back on. (laughs) Finally back on. It's been a while. Yeah, we've been I've been trying to get you on for a couple a couple different weeks just uh, and for the preview show that you were on last year for. So um, let let me just ask you, um, I I know I told you I'm going to talk to you about the Packers for a second, but uh, we didn't get your like formal preview season predictions or anything. Anything that like totally surprised you so far in the NFL season? Uh, you could like off the top of your head. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I was just thinking like, you know, as far as predictions or things you thought would turn out at this season, anything that kind of shocked you so far. I was pretty much on board with who the, you know, nationwide consensus teams were, especially in the NFC. I was, you know, at the beginning of the season, it was more like the bills and possibly the, the Buccaneers and the Packers. And then to see the NFC, not, not like that at all. That was the biggest shocker for me so far this season. It's a really great one. Even the Rams being <laughs> as bad yeah. as they are. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a good one. I like that one. Yeah, because the the powerhouses aren't who we thought they were going to be. But at the same time, like, it just makes the NFC so much more wide open. Um, do, do you have a favorite in the NFC or do you think it's just like, you know? I think it's wide open. I, I, I was um, probably the highest on the Eagles so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the Vikings, like how they have, you know, have a pretty good record and in the NFC North, just, no, I saw them being maybe second, but definitely not, not as far up as they are in the, in the, con- or in the, um, that division. Yeah. I, I, I think I had them and the Packers both finishing 11 and five and a Packers winning on tiebreaker. Um, just because I think it's, it makes a big difference when the coach believes in your team and your roster and the quarterback. And we know Zimmer did not like cousins, but I, I am with you. They are sort of surprising. Um, but, but the week to week, you just never know what you're going to get with that team. Um, speaking of NFC North green Bay Packers, you're a Packer fan. We live in Wisconsin. Tell me how you're, how are you feeling about the Packers season thus far? It's a, it's a lost season. The, The season's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when they when they beat the the cowboys um i'm like hey there's a chance and then you saw them go right back to what they were doing uh, against the titans on thursday night it's just it's it's time for them to start evaluating the players they have on the roster and what the future is for that team do you think um yeah I, I, uh do you think that the uh packers are going to look into or even trade aaron Rodgers this offseason I think it needs to be considered. Um, It's a league where you, if you're not performing, then you need to make changes. And 
I think sometimes the Packers have had a tendency to hang on to players or give them too many chances. And I, I just liken it to like some years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, um, Bill Belichick sitting Tom Brady because he wasn't playing well in a game, just one game, but still it was obvious who ran the team. It was the head coach, not, not star quarterback. And I think Matt LaFleur is a little bit, maybe doesn't have the guts to sit Aaron Rodgers because he's not playing good at all. It's time to see what Jordan Love is. You, you've been sitting on this number one draft pick for two and a half years now. It's time to see what he's made of, what you got there. Is he the future or is it time to trade him or is it time to trade Rodgers? And I think that's where the team is at right now. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that today, the the Rodgers trade. I think the Jets might be an interesting team to trade. I thought, are we go back in history when they, they traded Favre to the Jets? Are we going to get a, like a repeat of history? Because the Jets are, if they if they had a competent quarterback, they would be such a better team, which we'll talk about them in a little bit. But um, yeah, and then the, the other question I was going to ask you is about Matt LaFleur, because you said he's kind of scared of Rodgers, but um, you know, some that I've been on the last couple of weeks and I haven't talked to a Packer fan about this is uh, can we, can we question whether he's a good head coach or not? Is that okay? We can question that. Anything is up for grabs. I think because of his success, his first three seasons, he'll be given a pass. He'll be given mm-hmm. a longer leash. I think he is a good coach. I think what's been underestimated is the loss of two coaches that were, you lost the quarterbacks coach in uh, um, Getze, who went to Chicago, and you lost your offensive corner coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, to goes to Denver. And I I think that had a lot to do with how the team has has gone so far this year. I think more so than losing Devontae Adams. Yeah, I think hurting it did hurt to lose someone like Adams because like your whole like think of think of like um the 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 Chiefs, right? They lose Tyree Kill, but they still have Kelsey. Just having that guy you know can get open is so important for any quarterback, even the best quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so so I think losing Adams is important. My question is like you know, it's sort of like the Josh McDaniels thing. Like how good of a coordinator are you? when you can lean on a hall of fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Exactly. You just don't know. So you, you could be right. Like losing those coaches could have hurt the offense, but then you're like, well, look how good Nathaniel Hackett's doing in Denver. Like that's not working out very well. Um, (laughs) It's hard. It's it's hard to to, for Getsy right now because they're still grooming uh, fields and he fields needs more weapons. And we'll see how he, I mean, his running ability has been great, but his passing ability is still something to be desired. Like we want to see that grow a little bit. If you're a bears fan, I should say you want to see that grow a little bit, but, um, and, and that's where I, I fall on. Uh, Matt LaFleur as well. What, what baffled me even when they they hired LaFleur at the time was that he was in charge of the 27th ranked offense for the Tennessee Titans at the time. So it wasn't like he was having great success. It's just that he was part of the McVay tree or the Shanahan tree, the, the McVay or Shanahan. I can't remember. Or are they all part of the same tree? I, you know, I don't even know. I think he's more of the Shanahan tree. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but so, so that's, that's where I'm like, well, maybe he's just not a good coach. And, you know, as much as I, 
uh, killed McCarthy for sticking with Dom Capers for too long. Right. He's kind of doing the same thing. Like he's sticking with like the the special teams coach last year should have been fired halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And the defensive coordinator this year, uh, you know, I don't know if you heard, but seven first round picks on the defensive side of the ball. How do you not have a better defense? You know, because that's the thing that, the you know, as Packer fans, you guys were kind of leaning on is like our defense is going to be really good as the offense figure things out. And I understand they're on the field a lot because the offense ain't moving the ball consistently, but neither is the Denver Broncos defense and they have the number one defense in the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the offense. So I'm just saying like it, I think it's good. It's a good time to question whether Matt LaFleur is a good head coach, but I think you're right. We'll get to see him a year or two after Roger, whatever happens to Rogers. And listening to all the Packer talk, there has been talk that there has been a lack of effort. And that comes down to coaching. Mm-hmm. If the team doesn't show the the drive to want to to play good, then it's all that comes down to coaching. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and even though I'm like a really like I defend Rodgers as a non-Packer fan, I like defend him. I would say even leadership, like he's just not like I can't handle. I understand his frustration because I think like he needs veteran players around him and he has all these wide receivers that don't know how to run routes and they don't really get open all the time. And, and they're not like, because Rogers is all about timing. You need to be here at this moment. And if you're not going to do that, he gets frustrated with you. But I, I don't like that. He yells all like, that's one thing I will say, like his recent yelling at the players and the coaches. I'm just like, dude, settle down. We get your frustrated, but we don't need to see it all the time. He doesn't take enough of the accountability himself mm-hmm. for, for everything. And yeah, certainly there are times when it's maybe a lack of a receiver running the right route or something like that, but he's just plain not hitting his throws. And I don't know if it's his thumb that it, that hurts and he's just not accurate. I, I don't know what to put the finger on, but it's, he's definitely part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it it comes down to him not trusting his guys too. Like it's just mm-hmm. like, and and that's partly why you should be at OTAs and all that stuff now because of 100% the, agree. And, and that's Absolutely. the the leadership part that you would be like, maybe you should be there, um, because you don't trust this receiver to run a five yard out. He might run a four yard route, and then the timing's a little off. You'll throw the ball behind him because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be. But hey, that's what you learn when you get those reps. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, well. We'll have to see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But yeah, so maybe we'll see love depending on the the rest of the season. But are you ready to get into the specifics of week uh, 11, uh, the recap? As Bar Scott said, can't wait. Can't wait. Okay, let's start with the great, Shannon. Why don't you tell me your great of week 11? My great was Sunday Night Football. Mine, Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. And I root for the guy. I like him a lot. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, but to see the game go back and forth and down to the end. Um, and then to see Travis Kelsey as a tight end. Like, I was amazed on Sunday Night Football how he just ran past people as a tight yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed. To me, that was a great game to watch. I think they picked a good one for Sunday Night Football. Yeah, when when Herbert scored... And you're like, oh, there's too much time. (laughs) I'm just like, we come on now. Um, Sky Moore looks like he's getting used to the offense too. He he got uh, some big receptions down, and then they went with a 
uh, Pachinko, I think that's how it's pronounced. They're yeah. running back. They Pacheco or Pacheco. Like yeah, Pacheco. That sounds right. Uh, they 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 started running him more. He had over 100 yards rushing. I think he's going to be the running back going forward, which is a move I thought the Chiefs should have made earlier mm-hmm. because Clyde Edwards Hilaire isn't what they thought he was going to be. So no, he's the Tony Pollard of the team. <laughs> that's fair um i'm gonna give the grade i, I gotta give it to the cowboys this week they went into uh minnesota uh minnesota kind of lurking around as the best contenders uh, to go up against uh the eagles uh tied for the mc coming off that high win against the bills and the cowboys go out there and just decimate them it was it's sort of embarrassing for <laughs> any Vikings fan and, and Pollard, Tony Pollard is a, a great weapon that they found out, Hey, we should have been probably using this guy last year. Uh, Zeke Elliott still has a role. Like he does the short yardage, the goal line, and, and he gets what half the carries, which I think that's every, mm-hmm. every, every team should do that. Two running backs is get two running yep. backs. Uh, but, uh, uh, Finding Pollard is huge for the Cowboys, and they're still trying to get Odell, which I think would be a pretty interesting fit in 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 Dallas uh, because they could use that one 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 other target for Dak. But they they definitely stamp made their stamp uh, known, I guess. You know what I'm saying? They stamped their presence this week because they they really showed up. Yeah, Tony Pollard is a good weapon. I was impressed with Sam Williams in the defensive mm-hmm. line of the of the Raiders, like. Minnesota could not block them at all. It seemed like every play, um, Kirk Cousins was was just under heat in uh, that rookie pick, Sam Williams. I think he had a sack or two, maybe. He was he was good to watch. Yeah, the like the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a good point because the Cowboys defense line. I think it started with Parsons on the third play getting a strip sack or something like that, mm-hmm. and it just like it was downhill from there. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, that was a yeah. huge huge victory for the Cowboys. Um. Okay. Uh, any other great? I didn't have anyone for the great. Anyone else for the great? Okay. Okay. Let's go on to the good. Shannon, what's your good for the week? So I know that to most people, this probably wasn't the like a matchup they were looking for. But I I went by like how entertaining was the game. Mm-hmm. And my good game was the the Raiders and the in the Broncos. Okay. An overtime game, a game that they weren't really playing for anything. Um. And everyone knows that Denver just they made a mistake trading for Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. But, but uh I I just the one the game went into overtime. Um I'm a big Max Crosby fan. And to watch him just dominate that game, it was it was fun to watch. And then I, I'm not big on Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay, but you could see, you know, with him with the winning touchdown. It was I'm glad he got that. Yeah, I, I was ta- talking last week. It's like that's the relationship where they thought like the Packers and Adams like, oh, it'll be better if we're not together. And then they're kind of like miserable, even though, you know, Adams is putting up his numbers, but you could tell mm-hmm. he wants to win. He was really frustrated, mm-hmm. I think, last week when they lost. Uh, but yeah, that is it's nice to see him at least his st- statistically having success. Um, how how surprised are you with the Broncos season? I'm actually probably not as surprised as most of the public is because I was never a big Russell Wilson believer in the first place. Okay. Um, I thought that Russell Wilson was more fortunate than he was good. 
the plays that he seemed to make just seemed to fall his way a lot of the times. Yeah, he's a Super Bowl champion. Um, and he's not terrible, but I just don't – I think as time has gone on, he's gotten more full of himself. Mm. And I don't think his play has backed up the words that were coming out of his mouth. Yeah, and I think that affects his teammates. Like, mm-hmm. because Sherman uh, – when Sherman – I think Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch were talking about it, and they said something about him having to, like, set up a time with his assistant or agent just to speak to him. I'm like, that's not, like, a good no. good leader or whatever. I don't – I didn't get that at all. Uh, but, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, they have – I said, like, it would be a growing year for them. I thought they would be, like, 8 and 9 or eight, 9 and 8. But this site uh, – Nathaniel Hackett, one and done, you think, or he's going to get another year? I don't even know if he'll make it to the end of the season. Okay. I – like, some guys are great coordinators, and then they get their coaching opportunity. And some guys just aren't meant to be head coaches. Mm-hmm it takes a certain kind of a personality to be a good head coach and to be able to say the things that need to be said on a team or be able to make those tough decisions. And I just think Nathaniel Hackett's probably better as a coordinator rather than a head coach. I know it's not a huge sample size, but I just, even the way the season started out from the very beginning, I think he became suspect right away. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Seahawks are just looking their chops. That number one pick that they got, that's going to be pretty high. <laughs> Top 10 right now, so. Oh, boy. Uh, Mike Good, I, I have. buddies, they traded for the wrong quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, my my great, or good, I should say, are the, um, I, I call them the mediocre average veteran quarterbacks. They all had kind of a week. Uh, some of them, I should say. So Jimmy Garoppolo had four touchdowns over 200 yards passing against the Cardinals. So that's why it's not part of my um, great uh, car had a solid game with 300 yards and two touchdowns. And then Andy Dalton had 260 yards, only four incompletions and three touchdowns. And then there was one, Oh, Ryan Tannehill against the Packers only Five complete incompletions, 333 yards and two touchdowns. So that's sort of like your middle of the road court journeyman quarterback. And they all had pretty solid weeks this week. And I thought they all deserve a little bit of a shout out. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see here. You ready? Any other good? You know, the the only other good I I, I thought um Atlanta getting the win over Chicago was a good game. Um Justin Fields is doing good, but he still has a little bit to go. I, I like Cordero Patterson and to see him get that record for yes, you know, special team. I was I was rooting for him. That was it was good to see. I like that. Yeah, I I agree. That was kind of nine right nine return touchdowns. I mm-hmm. think it is. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, move on to the bad. Then, uh, what's your bad of week eleven? So I I went with San Francisco Arizona just because yeah, it's an ugly game. It was yeah I didn't put it as ugly I just Arizona just isn't very good <laughs> even with Colt McCoy quarterbacking um, game in Mexico City it just wasn't a game. Um, San Francisco is so much more dominant such a better team right now than what the Cardinals are. I, I don't think it even would have made a difference if Kyler Murray Murray was in there really. Um, San Francisco, just a much superior team right now. 
Yeah, I agree. I'll throw the Vikings in there as well as bad. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I just, I don't know that dude. Like one game he plays pretty good and the next game he's like, can't. It's just like if, if circumstances aren't perfect around him, he come, he, he like is a shell of himself. And I think when they traded for Hawkinson, you know, uh, a lot of people were excited about it. I was a little bit more hesitant. I didn't understand it because I was like, this guy isn't going to get you. In my opinion, it's not going to get to the Super Bowl. It's like if you're going to make a like you think it would be a bigger splash mm-hmm. and a tight end isn't the, the thing that is going to propel them. Obviously didn't help them against the Cowboys either. So no. yeah, the both both the Cardinals and the Vikings. I mean, woof, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not great. Um, and then and I'm gonna throw the Giants in there as well. Uh losing to the Lions. Lions offense has been pretty good this year. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Um, their defense, it doesn't have a lot of talent. I think people forget that because they were on hard knocks and they bought into the hype. I, I kind of bought into the hype too. Um, but the the Giants being seven, they were seven and two going in that game. I think they were coming off a bye, and they they were at home. Mm-hmm. So how you lose that game, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Daniel Jones doesn't look like the guy. We all know that, but it's a bummer because if the trade deadline would push be pushed back a little later, you wonder if they would make a big trade for like a quarterback or the jets or whatever. I don't know. It's hard to trade for a quarterback in the middle of the season, but it is. Yeah. But yeah. Um, any other bad, um, just the Packer game. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to make it ugly, but, uh, it was, yeah. Just after what they did to Dallas and then coming, you know, having another home game and losing like that to Tennessee, it almost felt like they weren't even in the game really. Yeah, it was, it was a tough watch. I'll tell you that like their offense was, and I mean, their defense and do, I mean, they kind of kept Derrick Henry in check, which is, but, but Tannehill kind of went off. So yeah. You know, the reason why too, I, I think it was bad is because Tennessee has, is ranked at the bottom as far as like yards per game or something like that. And yet they, they're just efficient in the red zone. Every time they're in the red zone, they get a touchdown. So it's just their game plan. I I think they were all coached. You're yeah, you're probably right. And the fact that they, they don't really have receivers and somehow they had. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is stop Derrick Henry, which they did. And they still couldn't win the game. (laughs) No, they couldn't. (laughs) That's rough. Okay, let's go on to the ugly. Shannon, what's your ugly? Uh, It has to be the Jets-Patriots. Yeah, it was an ugly (laughs) game. Uh, Yeah, I I really only caught, you know, snippets of it. But, uh, yeah, to to see Zach Wilson just not perform and then have it all comes down to a special teams play. It was just, that was an ugly game. It, it seemed like a game from 1972, to be honest with you. Yeah. I couldn't believe they scored on that punt, punt return. Like it had to be that in order for anyone to win that game because neither offense could really move the ball. <laughs> um, So Zach Wilson and the Jets offense, I think had a total of three yards in the second half. I think mm-hmm. that's a real something, number. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Jets had more punts than Zach Wilson had completions, um, which is kind of sad. And then after the game, uh, after the game, uh, 
Zach Wilson was asked, uh, I don't know if you heard this, he was asked if if he felt like the offense let let the defense down, uh, and he said no. <laughs> I was like, okay, Zach, you're, yeah, Joe Flacco right now has more touchdowns than Zach Wilson <laughs> for the yeah, Jets. Yeah, it's time to make a change. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you know, it's interesting. What what do you think went wrong there? What I mean, because he was the second overall pick. Uh, there, he, he was raw, obviously had a lot of talent. What do you think went wrong with the Zach Wilson so far? I mean, obviously things could turn around, but well, he, man. Looked good, he looked good against the Packers, but then again, the Packers can make anybody look good. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> um, I, I, I think sometimes just as much as people like scouts, um, do their due diligence in scouting all these players. Sometimes you just don't know until they're thrown in the fire and I mean, the, we we don't know about Trey Lance yet either from mm-hmm. San Francisco. He just doesn't hasn't had the opportunity. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence was a hit for the Jaguars. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, you look at how many guys like Sam Darnold. How many chances is he going to get? Baker Mayfield. You know these high number one, number two overall quarterbacks, and it's they struggle, and some of them just you either get it or you don't. I I agree. It's it's a hard hard process. I would say maybe for him, he needed like two years on the bench because they. That's one thing that they came out and said right away that he's super raw. He needs time to grow. He you know not a lot of experience, so he needs to grow. And it's just like no, we're gonna throw him in there because we picked them number two, and I think yeah. that didn't help. And I I will also say, if you if you have a young quarterback. I'm all about like getting an offensive minded coach in there. Um, and Sala is obviously defensive minded. So he's, you know, I think it can hurt a quarterback's growth. If you're pounding it into their head, don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over because obviously when you're a defensive minded coach, you're like, I'm going to win defensively. I just need you to take care of the ball, but then that's in their head all the time. So they can't play free. Uh, yes. That makes theory- total sense. Yeah, that's just a theory of mine. So, like, even, like, I just wish that they would have either, Salah, I think, is going to be a good head coach, but he just needs a veteran quarterback. Somebody, he he is a good head coach, I should say. Oh, I think but, he's a great head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I'll agree with that. He is a great head coach. Uh, maybe not as good as Mike McDaniels, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, he's a great head coach, but I just think he's going to be, he's going to thrive having a veteran quarterback versus someone like uh, he, someone that he needs to groom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the Jets defense is legit. I mean, they're, they're very, very good. They have playmakers all over the place. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, real quick, while we're on this game, Mac Jones hasn't looked good all year. Any thoughts on that? Like there's a fine line between like a quarterback that just doesn't have it or he just needs a little bit of time. I I think I think Mac Jones deserves a little bit more chance, a little bit longer leash, maybe. Um, because he has shown flashes. Last year he looked pretty good, you know. Sometimes it just look at Tua. I mean, yeah. he just needed a little bit of time. And I think there's that fine line between how much how much leash you get and when it's time to pull the plug. Yeah, I I agree. I would I I agree. I think he can be good. The the thing that made Tua successful is Mike McDaniel came in and like, hey, what's you're good at? I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you're good at. Mm. 
last year, I felt like the offense, because they changed their offense this offseason, I felt like they did things that Mac Jones was more comfortable with last year. And this mm-hmm. year, it's a new offensive scheme, and he just doesn't look comfortable. And I'm wondering if it's just like this just isn't the system for him or mm-hmm. if he just needs a little bit more time getting used to this type of system. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because Josh McDaniels, I don't think he's like right now, if I had to say, I don't think he's a good head coach. But can, is he like there are just coaches out there that are good at coordinating. Could mm-hmm. he be just a really good offensive coordinator and like puts his people in the best position to be successful on the offensive side of the ball? I'm I'm kind of leaning that direction and he got to work with Mac Jones last year. So I'm just wondering if that's a little bit of it, you know, that could uh, you very well be right. Okay, man. Any other ugly for week 11? No, I was a little surprised that uh, the Colts took the Eagles as far <laughs> as they did in that game. Um, but, it, you know, good teams find a way to win. It wasn't like it was, they they did get the win, so I'm not going to call that ugly. No, no, they got the win, but uh, I guess finding ways to win is part of like the championship journey. If you want to give a you know like a positive outlook, uh, I did think they'd play better because they lost the game. You know, like they come out a little bit more loose and ready to go because they don't have to worry about un- an undefeated season anymore. But that wasn't the case. The question is, was something shown on tape? Did the commanders figure something out that now teams are emulating and, you know, the Eagles are going to have to play that whatever it was they figured out. Yeah. They definitely have a weak spot in the middle of the field. That's mm-hmm. why they went out and signed two veterans and yep. Dominican Sue and um, I forget the other one they signed. Uh, Linval Joseph. Oh, signed. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know they signed soon. I didn't know about Sue. I didn't know about, uh, Joseph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, man. Uh let's move on. You ready to move on to our next part? Yeah. Okay, so tell tell me your thoughts because you're like, hey, I want to talk about this. So let let's talk about it. You you bring it up, you tell us what we were going to talk about and why you want to talk about it. So we know every year the NFL um has these international games. It started off in London. Now this year they're playing in Munich. They just played Monday night, they played in Mexico City. The 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 game in Munich, which would have been um, a week and a half ago, there was 1.5 million people that were trying to get tickets for that game, the Seattle Tampa Bay game, which shows how like how many fans there are internationally for the NFL. And the reason I'm intrigued by that is because I've read so many articles about how different ways the NFL is going to expand, and COVID kind of. I think opened the eyes of the league um, when games were canceled because of, you know, too many players having COVID and then they scheduled games on Tuesday night, uh, double headers on Monday night, even a Wednesday game. And they saw the amount of audience they got from these different time slots that I think it's opened their eyes to, Hey, we can add more teams. Hey, we can have more games. Um, I've read articles before too about how the NFL would like to have more West Coast teams because there's so many games at noon, but then you know less in later afternoon when it would be ideal times for Pacific Time Zone. That you know maybe maybe having more teams isn't out of the realm of possibility. I'm I'm intrigued by that because I'm a big USFL fan. Like mm-hmm. when the USFL 
came like last year, I, I got to watch a number of the games and I thought that was a really good product. And there's a lot of players out there that don't, there isn't a, there isn't enough roster spots for all of these guys. And they're still really great athletes. And I thought the product the USFL put out was amazing. Some people say that, well, the NFL is going to get watered down if they just keep adding or expanding. I think it's only going to make it better. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an interesting take. My, um, so, I, I, so, okay. So the only question I have obviously is the travel, right? Like if you, mm-hmm. let's say if you get a team in London, a team in Germany and a team in Mexico city. So you had three mm-hmm. teams, let's just say for, for sake, the kind of travel that you put on is specifically those teams that are in those areas, especially like Germany and London, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every away game, you got to travel. You, you kind of have mm-hmm. to coordinate the schedule. I almost would assume yeah. where you like do three weeks of traveling in the United States and then maybe three weeks back home and then three weeks of traveling. That that would be a, a challenge. Um, I think, um, and then the the United States players have to go live there now for four to six months, which, mm-hmm. you know, basketball players kind of do that, you know, when they go and they're, mm-hmm. you know, like I think Dwight Howard is with the tw- t- uh, playing in Taiwan right now or something like that. He, he posted like a 40 point 30 <laughs> rebound game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's doing something like that. Um, the, the, the thing that I'd be concerned about is I agree with you. I think there's a lot of, th- there can be talented a talent across each roster. The question I'd have is quarterbacks mm-hmm. because we barely can get 20 co- good quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, so I guess my question to you, would you rather use these cities as like expansion of the NFL or as more of like a farming thing where you could have a, a league b- just below like, I think like the premier league or the soccer has this where they mm-hmm. have like the main leagues well, and then yeah. un- yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so something where they're like underneath these teams or these, especially like, like Zach Wilson, we just talked about him. How much mm-hmm. better would it have been to be in a league just under in above college, but below football for a couple of years, just to learn how to play a little faster or whatever. Like, so what would you rather see? Because that's the only fear I have, especially the quarterback position that would get watered down. And I think that parody would be harder because it would be like, if you have a top 10 quarterback, not, you're you're going to start distancing yourself away from everybody else. That's an excellent, excellent thought. So let me put it this way. In college, how many college football teams are there? Ooh. Like, in, <laughs> A lot. And yet it, the college games, yeah, it's not NFL. Kind of like college basketball isn't the NBA. You can see, you can obviously see a difference there. But yet the college football is so entertaining. It's so big. Like, um, you know, they want to expand the amount of teams making the playoffs to give every college team a shot to make it to the championship. The quarterbacks that played in the USFL, I thought that half of them could have been NFL quarterbacks at least, at least four of them. Um, and this is my other argument. Um you know, there are so many international players in the NBA, right? Or even in Major League Baseball. There's only four uh, that I'm aware of that are in the NFL. So you have this whole massive population um, of other athletes around the world that if 
if they were given an opportunity to be in the NFL, I think could be great NFL players, whether it's the quarterback or any position, really. Um, I just think that I would like to see an expanded NFL. I remember back in the eighties, um, because I was, I'm dating myself, but I was a big USFL fan back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And cause that's where Reggie white got his start, um, was with the Memphis showboats. Okay. And, um, there was a, there was a time when, um, it looked like the USFL and NFL were going to combine, which would have made 40 teams back in the eighties. And because it didn't go that way. And there was a lot of politics involved with it. Um, obviously the NFL won out and it's kept gaining popularity, but like the NFL and their cooperation with the USFL, I think the U- the NFL is gearing up to add more teams in the NFL because they can see that um, to make it's all it's all driven by money, right? Right. Yeah. So the NFL knows that in this day and age, they don't need to fill eighty thousand people in a stadium to make money anymore because they make so much revenue off of betting now. Yes. They can. Be- <laughs> They can be on smaller markets and 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 make way more money. Um, I just like the NFL is so big. People, I think it'd be exciting to have have more teams. I, I would I would root for those those new teams. And there's four teams that I read an article on right now that the NFL is already looking to to have teams in. One of them is Austin, Texas. Oh, interesting. Um, the, the other one is St. Louis, Missouri, because they lost their team and the stadium yeah. is still there. The other, the other one is Portland, and the other one, uh, I can't, I can't remember the other one, but it was another market that I'm like, yeah, that totally makes total sense. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cities the NFL has looked at at putting stadiums that have a big population. Um, I can't think of what the other one was but i wouldn't hate it i I would say i wouldn't hate it it's just i I, so even i guess even if uh yeah i guess i guess i wouldn't hate it it's not like if if your your league's expanding and showing that it's going to be sticking around so that just means we get more football as well which is nice yeah Uh, and you wonder if like you know because you have let's say they they add eight teams and I, I guess maybe the the best route for them to go is start to get people players internationally. Let's let's hit on that real hard because if you can open up that market, like as far as like getting talent from like you know Germany and London and Canada and Mexico, you know all those areas, if you can get talent from there, it's going to make the the talent in the NFL grow more. And then you're going to be ready for an expansion like that. I think that would be the first step in my opinion. Like just open up those, those, those uh, scouting grounds, get those talents in there. Like the NBA, I think the NBA is ready to add two teams. I I really do. I think it's going to be Vegas and Seattle. Yeah. I've heard Bill Simmons talk about it. I think he's right. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Both those teams, but there's just so much talent in the NBA. So it it like Mm -hmm. makes, and and it's because they open the doors to all the international talent. So I'm with you. I'm with you. It would be fun, but I think maybe the first step is to open up that talent pool first and it's going to make everything so much better. I just like, so, um, 
my stepdad lives in Australia. Okay. And my mom passed away, but just um, from, you know, talking to them while they were residing, well, well, my stepdad still lives there, but the NFL is big in Australia too. Mm. I mean, there's Packer fans there. I mean, they broadcast games. They come on at weird times because the time, time is different. Yeah. But there's just so many markets, especially that game in Munich. How many fans were just trying to get a, a ticket for one game? Yeah. You know? No, <laughs> it wasn't I don't think like it was wasn't like it was Patrick Mahomes. It was, I mean, yeah, it's Tom Brady and the Seahawks, but still wasn't, you know, one of the top teams this year. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. That, it'd be interesting to see, but you make a good argument. I just, I'm not, I'll, I'll say again, I'm not saying that you're wrong about the quarterback position, but I'm just like, can we get like 25 really good quarterbacks before we <laughs> start adding teams? Because <laughs> watching, you know, Baker Mayfield and Zach Wilson and Matt Ryan and all these guys every week is kind of, eh, you know, because they're just not, not good. Well, you look at the amount of USFL players that made NFL rosters this year. It was a whole team's worth pretty much. That's good. Well, that's a good a sign. NFL team. Yeah. P- was PJ Walker, was he part of that USFL? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I know he was in, well, now the XFL is starting up next year too. Okay. I think he played in the XFL at, at like a few years ago as well. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I I wonder like if they could do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like I'm very curious in a farming system. That's I I really think the NFL needs something like that for sure. And then because I just think that there's just some guys that come in the league. like Geno Smith. Man, look at him. Like mm-hmm. he came in the league, he struggled. He was obviously not ready. He went to a team that wasn't ready for him either. And it's just like he got some time to grow behind quarterbacks and coordinators. And now he's like an MVP candidate this year. Like how many many other quarterbacks did we miss out on that could have had the same sort of career trajectory? I'm not saying there's like a thousand of them, but you know, like, could it be a dozen, a dozen throughout NFL, modern NFL history? But we, we don't, there's no patience for, for quarterbacks in the NFL. You you get no, four years, right. either you're good or you're not. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, I'm oh. excited to see where it'll go in the future. Where's where that? I'm excited to see what the NFL is going to, you know, how they're going to grow in the future. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if they, I don't know if it's in the, like the chips for an 18 game schedule next year, but I totally see that. I, I think that's, you know, if I, I'm with you on that. I I think they should do that. I don't think they should be thinking about it. Just do it. Give everybody two bye weeks, right. to, and exactly. then yep. and have one of those bye weeks be the week before they play their Thursday night game, and then you what? you don't have to play four days after you played a football yeah. game. So those situations, then- like Tua, the Tua situation, that's preventable. You're not going to ever have to play right after Sunday where you. May have had a concussion, wink, but then you get a concussion. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, anyway. And Roger Goodell already told Munich that they're going to get four games next year. Oh, okay. They're ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, soccer fans are pretty, like, soccer fans are really into their sport. Like, so that's the same fan of, you know, people, the crop Mm -hmm. of people. Like, so, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun for them. I'm excited for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, you ready to predict week 12, Shannon? I'm ready. Okay, so we're doing Ryan versus the guest. So last week, I played against Jack, 
Um, Jack had nine right. I had ten right. Um, he he actually picked the Packers. I picked the Titans. So um, I think that was the one game that we differed. Um, and then, so for the year, I am down right now. I have 82 correct. The guest has 85. So Shannon, your goal is let me, let me catch up this week. So <laughs> pick three, three wrong. And we can start with the games that are happening on Thursday, which is this Thanksgiving games. Um, so, uh, why don't you tell me the Buffalo bills at the Detroit lions? Who do you have? I have a Buffalo bills, uh, Detroit, I think, will put up a fight, but I don't think that uh, they're going to be a match for Buffalo this week. I would agree. My dad's excited that the the Lions are winning, and I'm like, I just I wanted them to get one of those two quarterbacks coming out. Yeah. You know, Goff is just not the answer. I, I understand he has good games here and there, but he's just not that guy. Mm-hmm. But but the Rams pick the Rams pick could end up being a a top five pick if they keep going the route they go. So <laughs> that's true. You got yeah. that right. That's yeah. right. Okay, the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think um, the Giants are definitely playoff bound. I still I, I think that I think Dallas has too many weapons for for the Giants to stop. And yeah, they have Saquon Barkley, but the Cowboys have Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> and CD Lamb. No, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with the Argonne Cowboys as well. I think I think the shine on the Giants is is sort of going to run out. I'm with you that they'll probably make the playoffs, but that's more due to the weakness of the NFC mm-hmm. than maybe how how good of a team they are. I like them. I, they're very well coached. I think mm-hmm. you're just playing above and that, that means you have a great coach. That's what it means. So don't, don't be mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be yep. mad that I don't, but I just, I just, I can't, I just don't understand what Daniel Jones, how you're seven and three. I just don't get <laughs> I know. it. Uh, New England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I think Bill Belichick will, make it a good game. But again, uh, I don't see Minnesota with the season they're having, even though they have a negative point differential. Yeah. Season being eight and two, I believe it is. I just don't see them losing two games in a row. Uh, They're the home team. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Okay. I'm going to go with the Patriots Uh, primetime game. Mainly Kirk cousins, primetime game. He just doesn't have a good record. Bill Belichick will make sure that game's close. And I feel like Bill Belichick is the kind of coach that will get in Cousins' head. I just I just think the Patriots are going to find a way to win. I'll be rooting hard for the Vikings, though, because I need the Patriots to lose some games so they keep oh, away sure. from the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, the Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. I was hoping that... Uh the Texans would have a little bit better year than what they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they regressed a little bit this year. Um, just no match for Miami. Yeah. Does the Miami get to 30 points? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very, always very confident in the dolphins, but their offense this year, I'm just like, if you, if you have not watched their offense, you're, 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 um, you're missing out. You got. It. I don't know how much oh, to say. Yeah. That. Oh, so how can good. You not like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle together. 
It's and it's a scheme. It's a scheme. Everybody's like always open, and Tua is yeah. finding the open guys. It's just crazy yeah. to me. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, this is gonna be a really good one. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Okay. I just think that um it looked like Joe Burrow and um T. Higgins really had something going last week. And Tennessee played Green Bay, and like I said, they just as long as Cincinnati can hold up and Derek Henry keep him in check, I like Cincinnati in this game. Okay, we're going to be different on this one. I'm going to go Titans. I really like what the Titans have been doing. They're very well coached. They play every team close. I still am very impressed with the way they played the Kansas City Chiefs when Malik Willis was their quarterback. Um, It seems like Tannehill is starting to find some rhythm with the wide receivers now that he has, which I think is you know important, and and obviously Derrick Henry. Plus, they played the Thursday game, so I'm thinking they'll have a little bit of time to – to rest and prepare. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Titans at home. Nice. Broncos. Speaking of a game, Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Um, Yeah. It's the lesser of two evils. I think <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm just taking Denver in this one. Yeah, I am too. Hold on one second. I'm going to wrote something down wrong. I just got to make sure because I have the Broncos in the next is that what you got for the game? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I wrote down. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm going Broncos as well. Um, I don't the the I was I was impressed with the way the Panthers defense played against the the Ravens this last week, yeah. but but their offense can't move the ball. So right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Broncos just, the best they, defense in the league. So they don't know who their quarterback is. So yeah, I'm gonna. At least there's some like stability of the quarterback position in Denver, even though it isn't very good. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns. Who do you have? I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Okay. Is yeah, coming Desha- off a bye week. Is Deshaun back? Is this the week he comes back, or is it? I thought I think it's this week, but he can't. Like I think he just maybe can start practicing. So. I heard on the radio that there's a good chance that even though he could be back, he probably won't be starting the very first game he's back. Yeah, because it's 11 weeks. This is week 12, so this would be the first week he can come back. But I think you're t- – yeah. Unless, oh. unless Cleveland already had their bye week and it's 11 actual weeks, he can't. I'm not aware of that. I'm not sure on that. Okay, I was just kind of curious. I'm going Bucks as well. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Um, the – Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think Jacksonville is making strides, but it's still a year or two removed from them being relevant. I am with you. I'm with the Ravens as well. The Chicago Bears at the New York Jets. New York Jets. I like Robert Sala as a coach, even though Zach Wilson has played bad. I think he will find a way to win. They're at home. Um, I just like the Jets in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going Jets. Their defense is stout. Um, mm-hmm. I got it. I would. I, I would be a little nervous if they start Wilson though, because it sounds like there's a lot of people that are in the locker room that is mm-hmm. losing faith in Wilson. And if the coach doesn't make a change. You know, they could start losing faith in their coach. I think that's important. Would you start, okay, if you did bench Wilson, would you start White or would you start Flacco? I would start Flacco. 
Okay. Just because there's experience there. As long as you contain Justin Fields and don't let him start running all over you, I don't see how Chicago is going to score against the Jets. Yeah. They're too good of a defense. I think as long as you have a quarterback that can manage, not make you know dumb throws. That's and fair. I think Joe Flacco can do that. He's a Super Bowl winner. I, I, I like I like my chances with Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to be rooting for the Bears, though, because I need the Jets to keep falling back so the Dolphins can win uh, that division. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um, I know that uh, Atlanta has some sparks there with um, Cordero Patterson, but I really like um, Taylor Heineke. I root for the guy. I think that Washington has some legit weapons now. Uh, Logan Thomas is back. Um, Jahan Dotson is back. I think that in, I like Washington in this game. I'm with you. I, well, no, I'm going to go Falcons. Just, But I'm with you as, as far as like liking Heineke. I think this is actually going to be a sneaky, fun game because both teams always play other teams very close. Uh, yeah. So I think it'll end up down to the wire. But I'm going to go Falcons. Um, uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, I think just went on IR. I think he's done for the season. So that's unfortunate, but they weren't passing him the ball anyway. Uh, right. So, yeah. yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to go with the LA Chargers. We both I'm are, yes. Assuming Kyler Murray, will pro- Kyler Murray will probably play in this one. Um, But I think that even though Mike Williams – might have re-aggravated um, his ankle injury, I believe. Um, I still like the Chargers in this one. I do too. Uh, Palmer looked good, right? That was the guy mm-hmm. who, yeah, Palmer looked really good. Like he was uh, getting open and, and finding the holes in the defense and him and Herbert seemed to have a connection. And if at least yeah. Keenan Allen or Williams play, at least still he'll have two kind of reliable weapons. That would be nice. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm going Chargers. I don't trust anything the Cardinals are doing right now. I just don't. The vibes no, there, I don't either. trust. I like Austin Eckler. He's good too. Yeah, he is. That's good. Good shout out there. Um, Las Vegas Raiders at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, me too. I'm rooting. For, I'm rooting for Geno Smith. He got a second shot, and he's he's coming through. Uh, I think, even though I was, I'm not a big Pete Carroll fan. He seems to be ageless, and he's he's done a good job this year. Can't com- can't knock him. You know, it's so funny because at the beginning of the season, or when the Russell Wilson trade happened, I'm like, you you, sh- I like it's so hard to find franchise quarterbacks, and that's what he 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 was right, like a franchise quarterback. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know why you choose a 72 or whatever, however old he is coach <laughs> over a franchise quarterback who's like 30, whatever, 32, 31 or whatever. And now we know why. I think Pete Carroll is justified for, I, I guess we'll never know how many Super Bowls the Legion of Boom could have won if they had a quarterback they actually respected. <laughs> <laughs> I just <That> true. <laughs> crazy. Okay, the Los Angeles Rams at the oh, I'm picking the Seahawks, by the way. I don't know if I said that, but I'm um, picking the Seahawks. Uh Los Angeles Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh LA the Rams are a mess. So we're going with Kansas City. Yeah, Stafford had a concussion this last week. Um 
I think I think they should just hang him up the rest of the year. I know you don't got your first round pick, but I think you still have your second round pick coming up. So that would be an early second round pick. But I just let him and Cup just get ready for next year. I would I would shut it all down. Let's guys, let's take a vacation and just because I just like <laughs> what what are you doing now? Like you you just you're not you're not going anywhere, and all you're gonna your guys are older, so you don't want them to get hurt at this late into the season, so that you're missing them next season. So I don't know. Let's regroup for next year. I kind of feel like the Rams should have the mindset of the New Orleans. Yeah, you agree? Okay. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They look good. Yeah, they do. Yep. I, I, I almost think that having Jimmy Garoppolo is, oh. doesn't hurt them at all. You know, I agree. Quarterback. I, I'll, I'll go a step further. If, if, if Lance would have been their quarterback this year, I don't think they'd be as good as they are now, just because I think Lance would have had more growing pains. I do too. Yeah. Like as much as Lance brings the running aspect of the offense, we've seen these running quarter, like Justin Fields is a perfect example of this too. Yeah. He has to do with his legs. And if that doesn't work, you just don't trust him in the passing game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. I got to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just, uh, I think it's probably in the NFC, it's the Eagles season. Uh, I could see them, the 49ers and the Vikings being there towards the end, but Green Bay, uh, just, I don't think they're even in this game. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm going Eagles. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they come out swinging this game. Like you said, like if they play another close game and either they lose or it's even like, let's say 21 to 20 or whatever, then we might have to look at maybe people, teams figured out whatever the Eagles are doing. Mm. Um, and as far as those NFC contenders, you mentioned, I would throw the Cowboys in there as well. The, the, those yep. are the four teams in the NFC that I'm like, I, I could see all of them winning the yep. Super Bowl. I mean, getting to the Super Bowl, I should say. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts Monday night. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. <sighs> <laughs> I'm I'm going with the Steelers as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Mike Tomlin is just he's got a lot more experience than Jeff Saturday at coaching. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but Saturday hasn't been the dumpster fire everybody thought he was gonna be though either. No, so I, I mean he gets a he gets a locker room, I'm sure, you know. He was well respected when he was there. Did, you did you think that hiring, like the people, the way people responded to that was kind of ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, the owner is the owner. I mean, he's, he's got the clout. He's got the money. He can do it. I mean, the owner can do whatever he wants uh, to an extent, obviously, <laughs> as we've seen from the Washington commanders team, but, yeah. um, uh, you know, Jeff Saturday could, he could turn out to be a good coach. Yeah. I think sometimes, um, it's more of being a people person than a scheming person than anything. Mm-hmm. It's how, how can you get your guys to go out there and put, put everything on the line right. more so than it is about, Oh, this X's and O's is just perfect to execute. To me, it's more about execution than it is about the X's and O's and getting your players to perform. 
A hundred percent agree. I would say that there are very rare, like there's rare occasions where like a coach comes in and he's just like an X's and O guy. He's got to be like a genius. Like, and then like everybody else will fall suit because they'll see that the schemes are working. Oftentimes though, it's a leader of men that you need in that position because really your, your offense, a coordinator and your defensive coordinator are your X's and O guys. You, you run over the game plan with them. I imagine you talk about things you can improve on do all the practice and all this stuff. But ultimately, they're the ones that call the plays on Sunday. So they're the X and O guys. So you got to be the leader of men. And, you know, there was this, I don't remember who it was, but someone's like, oh, he didn't he didn't go through the system. He didn't go through the system. He only get it for the buddy. It's like Josh McDaniels went through the system. Look how good the Raiders are. Nathaniel Hackett oh, went through the system. Look how good the Broncos are. Like, Yep. there's no rhyme or reason like to, like yeah. whether they go through if they can lead they can lead and if they can't they can't that's kind of what you find out when you hire them as coaches yeah i think that's why i'm big on robert sala and i'm big on dan campbell yeah you know, some of those coaches that maybe they're a little bit edgier a little bit hard-nosed but i think they get their players to perform yeah i think i think that's why i like campbell i know people were down on him because of the slow start the lions had mm. but i'm like guys this talent this roster isn't that talented no. like offense is is it, the offensive side of the ball is really talented they got their weapons their offensive line and stuff, but the defensive side needs so much work like they didn't do hardly anything the only thing they really did this offseason was grab aiden hutchinson right uh the yeah. intercepting machine that's all they really did um so like if give him an off season, but just to the larger point that I, I like the, the raw, the leader, the guys, people can run through walls through, and then you get the X's and O guy for the other stuff, you know, um, unless if you can get Mike McDaniels, who will just scheme your entire offense wide <laughs> open. So, okay, man, that's it. Anything else? Yeah. I just, I know you're a Kate Cunningham fan. So I just have to say that, uh, Kate Cunningham is nothing more than George Hill. He's definitely not Paul George. Uh, don't you talk like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did Clint tell you to tell say that to me? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. You tell you tell Clint that that uh that uh, he's just jealous because he knows that Giannis is aging out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's great that he said that. I got I got We're going to have to get together and talk basketball. Kate, Cade's on a, he might be going on a season ending uh, surgery. Yeah. So, which is unfortunate, but that means we just go for women. Yama. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I we'll don't know the basketball, all the basketball players like you do. So he, I know Kate Cunningham, but. <laughs> Um, Wimbin Yama is the draft prospect everybody wants. He's like a seven three, seven five. Like he he can play point guard. He can oh, shoot wow. like Kevin Durant. He's just like so. He's supposed to be the best prospect they're saying since like LeBron came out. Mm-hmm. Like just a generational talent. So I'm kind of hoping like if we can get him next to Caden Ivy, we'll be set. And then what will Clint have to say except that? You know, so is he yeah. on the Pistons team? Not yet. No, I like the Pistons first have to get the draft pick and then. They right. Can, yeah, yeah. I thought he, yeah, I, I read about him. I, I, I saw him seven foot five, right? Oh yeah. Seven foot five. Yeah. That sounds right. I don't know why it says seven, yeah. three, but seven, five's right. Well, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I know it was like, wow. I can't believe how big that guy is. Yeah. If, if you get a chance, you know who Rudy Gobert is? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at a picture between him and Gobert. He he, he makes Gobert look small. 
Are you serious? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they took a they took a picture in summer league next to each other. I'm like, wow, Gobert looks small next to him. That's so awesome. Check that out. <laughs> okay. Other than your trash talking from Clint, anything else? <laughs> no, that should do it. You just tell Clint that Dol- the Dolphins got the better head coach now. So, <laughs> Let him know that. okay, man. Well, thanks for joining me. All right. It was fun. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And for everybody else, thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, find me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. That's when I show I drop podcasts. Also follow me on YouTube. I uh, do uh, sometimes I'll do clips and then most of the time I'll do instant reaction stuff like instant reaction to some trades. I did a Hutchinson instant reaction when he was traded the Vikings and then Bradley Chubb coming to the Dolphins. So you can check out check that out and subscribe to the channel. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you guys soon.